Hey guys, thanks for joining us at the Aesthetic Immersion Podcast. Today we'll be talking all things lasers, so we hope you enjoy. We're back! Hello. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everyone! You gotta blow your little thing. Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, hope everyone had a great New Year's. Yeah. How was yours? It was quiet. So was mine. I think I fell asleep before. I was going to watch the ball drop in New York because um, that's 9 o'clock in California. Mm-hmm. Um, but we couldn't find the New York feed, so I stayed up till midnight Oh, with Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest and I are like this. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, no, nothing nothing major. Neither do I. Nope. Nope. It was quiet. Yeah. Which I is think... what I like. I like it. I think this. we had a busy year last year. We did. <laughs> A busy year. We have an even busier year this Our year. Like, so. We're spinning plates like this. <laughs> so hopefully yeah. you guys had a great New Year's and we're looking forward to seeing what fun things we do this year. I know we have so much we have so much in store at the aesthetic immersion um, with yeah. with new things we're teaching, new didactic lessons, new ideas for AI Live. We have a lot of really neat stuff yeah. coming up that we're really excited about. We love to share what we know with you guys and we we like to be unfiltered, you know, nobody's Tried. sponsoring us. <laughs> so what's nice about that is that we can tell you what we really think and what we like and what we don't like. And we like to share a lot of stuff with you here on AI Live because it's free and it's going to go onto YouTube later. But we can share a lot of things yeah. uh, that you so, can learn along the way. So hopefully you guys get interactive with us. Let us know through our Instagram, AI's, mm-hmm. the Aesthetic Immersions Instagram um, learn at the aesthetic, learn at the aesthetic immersion.com. Email us, let us know kind of what topics you guys want us to talk about. And we'll kind of go through this. You know, I think our topic today is a great one. I think mm-hmm. 2021 was, um, not an eye opener for me, but it's kind of having done this for so many years, I kind of like, you know what we do so much fillers, so much toxins started to do a lot of threads now. And the last thing that we've I guess kind of full circle for me is going back to lasers or energy-based devices. So we kind of have this three-part series. So hopefully you guys will join us kind of once a month for AI Live. And we're going to go through a couple of uh, our ideas on, you know, energy-based devices, lasers. Um, what are they? What How are, do they work? I know. I think there's not enough training out there no. on lasers. <laughs> um, I see it out there. I, I mean, I've... We have a bunch of clinics uh, out here and, you know, just having encountered trainers that are out there that have come to the clinic just because I don't have enough time and I want my staff to get uh, different opinions because I think it's important to get different opinions just because you listen to one person, listen to multiple people about the same technology or same things. So you get different opinions so that it kind of gets your mind rolling and you can form a logical uh, common sense idea about what these things can do. Um, but you know, some of the trainers out there, unfortunately, you know, really have been just taught by the company to regurgitate what the company has produced and they really don't understand the concepts and they ended up actually burning one of my, our, one of our partners, um, doing a training. (laughs) And I was like, that's not good Mm -hmm. that these people that are going out there and training people on these lasers that you guys are buying, 
are actually not teaching you the proper thing. And so the whole thing of why we started this year off was to hopefully get you guys to go back and delve into the whys. You know, we're big, we are big believers into the whys of things. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully this will kind of spur some juices going. And, you know, hopefully for us, we'll start to do some more webinars and some more didactics and stuff like that delving into uh lasers and you know hopefully if anybody of you out there are true experts in lasers reach out to us so that we can bring you on <laughs> as experts more so um and help us kind of teach the industry how to work with these energy-based devices even better so yeah. we're getting the optimal results so we're going to go through that a little bit later and we're going to explain some of the laser devices to you uh, so that we can help you have a better knowledge and so you you can use your own critical thinking with mm -hmm. any device that comes into your hands. We want you to look at the device and look at certain things and be able to know what it's going to do without even knowing much about the machine, basically. Yeah. All right. So our team has decided to play a game with us today. <laughs> they told us to mention that it is National Trivia Day. Oh, I hate so we are going to be the probably the dumb ones <laughs> here. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to ask us. I told so. them at least like tell us like one question we can answer. <laughs> Oh my, it's but, like when we had to feel all the rheology, though. Oh my God, last we time. sucked at that one. Oh, we were terrible. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Alex oh, Trebek. Great. Alex Trebek. Trebek, go ahead. Are you guys ready? Yes. All right, let's begin. Are we supposed to push a button? What do we do? If you think you have the right answer, you hit the button as soon as possible. Okay. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> all right. You guys ready? Okay, ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> Question one. Which seasons are laser season? <laughs> Gideon? Winter months, of course. You definitely need them to be done in the winter. Summer is too hot, too much sun exposure. You don't want to damage the skin that's already thin. Yep. That is correct. Yay. Right. Yay. You won the question. Boo. You know. <laughs> True or false, the first laser was actually a maser. True. You are correct. Oh. All right. What's a Mazer? It's it's a his last name was Mazer. Oh. He invented laser. His <laughs> last name was Mazer. Um, <laughs> fact or myth? People with darker skin can't get laser treatments. Your arms are longer. <laughs> that is a myth. Darker skin can get it depending on if you understand what lasers are all about. Mm -hmm. That is correct. And we'll go over that today. <laughs> Lasers are as good as the practitioner using it. Yes. Right. Who is known as the father of lasers in medicine? I have no idea. Mr. Mazur. <laughs> <laughs> I have Mater, no idea. Mater, I don't know. It's incorrect. What? Dr. Leon Goldman. Nope. Never heard of him. Nope. But, hey. Nope. Leon Goldman. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Leon. Dr. Goldman. Thank you, Dr. Goldman. Fact or myth? Lasers can extract oh, yes. tattoo ink. Myth. You are correct. It is a myth. Yes. All right. It is a myth. What is the Fitzpatrick scale? <laughs> the Fitzpatrick scale is a dermatologic scale to check the type of skin a person may have and therefore adjust your laser settings based off of that. That is correct. All right. <laughs> True or false? 
Einstein had a role in the discovery of the laser. True. That is correct. It is true. <laughs> right. Which laser is considered the gold standard for deep acne scars? Carbon dioxide laser. CO2. That is correct. <laughs> True or false, <laughs> lasers have been used for tattoo removal since the mid-1990s. Yes. That is incorrect. What? Before that, 1990s? Right? Before 1990s. 2003. Wait, 2003? Really? Oh. Wow. We didn't have Q-switch before 2003? Oh, no, we probably didn't. Back in 2003 is when I started. Wow. They only had the 1064s. The, uh, we didn't, yeah, that's right. We had like YAG and long pulse. Okay. Wow. For your final question. Okay. Which technologies are referred to as laser procedures but are truly lasers? Oh. <laughs> laser procedures like uh, IPLs, IPL. BBLs. Yeah. Right? That's correct. Mm -hmm. IPL LED yep. treatments, oh, Titan and similar infrared energy-based technologies, and radio frequency-based procedures such as thermage. We have that. Perfect. Yep. And that wraps our game for tonight. Thank you for playing. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> we need to hire that guy, whoever he I is. I know. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So tonight's well, topic, lasers, obviously. And we want to help you understand laser physics because we were never taught this in school, right? No. <laughs> no. no. And I think a lot of people jumping into lasers this day and age are really not, uh, I guess, knowledgeable about it because no. nobody talks about it because it's not up to the laser companies to teach you about laser physics laser physics 101 we do have a webinar that we did was a year ago year and a half ago um that you guys can purchase but we really kind of delved into really understanding the lasers like the wavelengths and how they interact and all of those things so I think it's prudent if you are getting into any energy-based device, you need to understand the why. Mm -hmm. Just like if you're injecting fillers, you need to understand, or toxins, you need to understand the muscles, the blood vessels, the whys of why you're doing something. That's how you're going to get the outcomes that you're looking for. That's gonna how you're gonna get your safeties. Um, and it's gonna give you the best results for your patients. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. So let's jump into our PowerPoint. So all about lasers is what we are about. Our little disclaimer, um, blah, blah, blah. And Miss Lori and her accolades. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, I teach. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice picture Ooh, that's of your, me. <laughs> that's a good picture of you. I hate my pictures. This is probably one of the first ones that they've put up that's good. All right, so lasers. Ooh. Wow, we have a laser on there. That's really cool. I don't remember what we do it. So, <laughs> I love our team. They just make our PowerPoints really pretty. So lasers, what, what is what was the, you guys probably didn't realize, or some of them, people didn't realize, it's actually an acronym. It is. It's for Light Amplification by Stimulated Emission of Radiation. And in the trivia question, that is what Einstein had the theory of, um, that he could that we could stimulate emissions of radiation. So that's where Einstein comes into it, actually. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so laser does stand for something. Yep. And we can use it for so many different purposes. 
oh, way too many purposes. Yeah. I think when I got started um, back in 2003, 2004, we were doing it for la true lasers. So we'll have to define true lasers um, in a sense. But lasers were doing um, hair removal, mm -hmm. pigmentation type of stuff, um, some softening up of wrinkles, um, and some tissue tightening type of things, acne scars and stuff like that. I think back then they had your CO2 lasers, you had your basic IPLs and uh, uh, IPLs. They had some our infrared technology type of stuff, Titan back then, remember? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of different things. And I, I think we we don't realize when you're looking at the face you know i think the aesthetic industry is so bombarded on everything has to be with toxins and fillers for the most part and now definitely threads um, but they're looking for these instant 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 type of things and if you get into clinics that really really start to play around with energy-based devices you realize that these energies-based devices are not one and done type of things and i think that is the hardest thing for patients to understand back when 2004 five when i was getting started we didn't have as many fillers we didn't understand how to inject as well as mm -hmm. we do today so we really relied a lot on lasers to improve more of the aging process which were the wrinkles the hair the pigmentation um and the acne and the acne scars and so that's where i learned to love lasers i think more so i think people coming into the industry now practitioners really jump in and they're really all about the toxins and the fillers and they they go oh yeah we do a little bit of energy devices and you really have to understand that it every layer of your face ages you know this is my mantra or this is my talk to my patients it's if you did a cross-sectional on the face you have bone deep fat pad muscle superficial fat pad and skin five layers generally is what we're talking about we can address different layers with different things fillers toxins um your threads on those different layers the last layer that people really focus on really is skin and even when we're doing threads nowadays i really tell emphasize when i'm lifting up with threads i'm lifting up subcutaneous tissue mm -hmm. i'm not able to really help this skin that drops back down yes the skin and the subcutaneous tissue are connected but they're not the same level so they'll lift up immediately but within two to three weeks there is a slide and a give from your skin to the subcutaneous so we need to start working on skin quality and i think people don't focus on skin quality enough one i hear this a lot with my patient well i did one treatment and and it didn't really do anything for me and and so i'm not going to do it again because i think that's just a waste of my money i'm like no i mean ultimately it, that is the thing that you do you don't tell a person who's doing weight loss oh you know what you wanted a, a week of your diet and you should have lost you know the 200 pounds that you're trying to lose yeah. it doesn't work you have to make changes and skin is one of those you guys have to understand it's a talk with your patient it's kind of like biostimulatory right. treatments which i think a lot of people avoid because that takes time and it takes effort and i understand when you're doing things like 
when you're doing treatments that really take time and effort and take multiple treatments, you have to end up believing that it does work. Mm -hmm. Initially, when we started, it's hard to believe that it works because you're like, oh yeah, one treatment. Mm -hmm." You know, remember when we were doing Hollywood peels in the beginning, we're like, yeah, that melasma is going to lighten up. It's like four or five treatments and you're like, "Uh uh-huh, it's really, it's like Like 12 treatments. treatments Finally. Yeah. So I think you guys have to really understand that, 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 Energy-based devices, whether it is truly a laser or an energy-based device, really does take a series of treatments and is a good talk to have with your patients to start working them in between. And these are how you get your patients to become your true followers and believers is by helping them understand that you're working on different levels with them. Yeah, you want to see them for their toxins. Yeah, you want to see them for their fillers. But you need to see them consistently doing something for their skin. I agree. It's not one and done. It took a few years to get where they are. It's going to take a few months to get them back. At least. So, you know, nothing's one and done. Just like when somebody has a deep crease, yeah. you know, from, from <laughs> glabella wrinkles, like one session of their toxins is not going to make the crease go away if there's a physical groove there. Right. It takes time. It takes different right. modalities. So I agree wholeheartedly. So, I mean, bottom line, I think you're really looking at patient education. You're really looking at providers knowing. Um, and part of you being a provider is... As you see outcomes, it's going to give you the confidence to explain and educate your patients. Mm-hmm. So if you're brand new, don't think you're like, okay, I've just got to lie to my patient. No, it's like you can learn from the other providers in the office, learn from mentors. And then as you see your patients come along with different procedures, different lasers that you might be doing, you can say, you know what? I know what's going to happen. B- believe me, this is how you're going to look. You're, you might look scary now, but you're going to love it in a week or two. Mm-hmm. So you can really have that confidence to educate your patients um, and they'll feel more comfortable with you. But I think education is key. Yeah, for sure. I do. Um, Now you guys have to remember class of device, depending on the type of laser can Mm -hmm. be between class two to class four. Um, But most of them are class four if it is really a true, true, true laser uh, by definition. And in our state, we live in California. Um, Our state, it's a nurse, NP, or PA, or physician that can operate a laser. It will depend from state to state. There are certain states where an esthetician Mm -hmm. can do it as long as they've gone through a certification process. Um, But most states that I know of have to be at least, uh, you know, a nurse or nurse practitioner or PA. I think certain states, actually, it's literally just your uh, nurse practitioners, PAs, or, um, or physicians that can operate. Yeah. yeah, it varies. So, so there's nothing. Vary. So check with your board. Check with your board. So how do lasers work? Um, they work by something called selective photothermal lysis, and thermal lysis just makes means damaging of specific tissue. That's all it means. Yeah. By by light energy, you're lysing or damaging tissue. Yep. And there's a few things that you have to know about lasers. A few different. These are it's almost like rheology with fillers. Here's mm-hmm. your. <laughs> mixology <laughs> with lasers. These are the important facts. Wavelength. You need to know the wavelength of that laser. If if you know the wavelength, you're going to know its target. And we'll explain this a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So knowing if it's a 500, if it's a 600, 700, 800, you know, a, a thousand, 10,000 10, laser. <clears throat> if you know the nanometers that it is, then you are going to know what its target is. You're going to see, you're going to know what it sees. And it, it'll see something and it won't see anything else. So we'll explain that a little bit later. Fluence is the energy. How hard are you hitting the tissue? Is it just a little bit or is it really high and you're smacking it? Mm -hmm. So fluence means the intensity of that light being admitted into that skin. 
Pulse duration means how long that light hits the skin. So I want you to think of pulse duration as you go to your, you go over to your stove in your home. Don't leave, just think about <laughs> it. Go to your stove in your home and turn the burner on, you know, turn your electric burner on, whatever. And say it's hot and you walk up and you go like this. You're probably not gonna burn your hand, right? That's really hot, but you do it really quickly, you're probably not gonna burn your hand. So that's like a really short pulse duration. Now, if you take your hand and go, you're going to burn the heck out of your hand. Okay. A longer pulse duration yep. gets more heat into the tissue. Yep. So I want you to kind of think of it that way, really short pulse duration or longer is going to get more heat into that tissue. So think of it that way. And then spot size. A lot of people don't understand this. The spot size of a laser can be like three millimeters, four millimeters, five, 10 millimeters. The wider the spot size denotes how deep that beam goes. And that's why we have a picture of an ice cream cone there. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that you look at the top of the laser, if it's like a five or eight millimeter spot size, sometimes there's a little dot, a, a lighted, a lit dot green or red on the skin. And that denotes the size of the laser beam sometimes. And that beam, the bigger it is, the deeper it's going to go. So the deeper it's going to affect tissue and cause heat damage in the tissue. So these are four main points you need to know about lasers. Yes. Now, if anybody comes in and brings a laser into your office, these are what I want you to ask them. And once you ask them these questions and you have an idea of what the answers are, you're going to know what that laser is going to do automatically. And then we'll explain a little bit more as we go on. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is, this is the key to lasers. I mean, lasers were created in the aesthetic field for exactly selective photothermolysis. And we break down that, that that word and you really understand it really is selective because you are selecting a target. Mm -hmm. You don't want to hit everything that's with it. And as you delve into um, lasers, there's different things that happen to the laser. If it's too superficial, it'll bounce off. Mm -hmm. It'll absorb in, it could transmit through, it could destroy tissue around. So you have to really be selective about what you're trying to target. And then you're using light, which is photo, which creates the energy, which is thermolysis, which the energy or the heat now creates damage. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's called selective photothermolysis. And so using what Lori just talked about, all of those wavelengths, fluence, pulse durations, spot size, you need to create a balanced picture that helps you select the target that you are trying to shoot for. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you need you to can... memorize this. We'll give you a moment to so memorize this. So this is the curve you need to memorize. <laughs> <laughs> this is the absorption curve. Yeah. And this is kind of, this is not kind of important. This is kind of like the Bible when it comes to understanding the absorption of certain targets into the tissue. So what are the three chromophores that we, well, it's four, three chromophores that we really, really talk about in, in this industry. One is reds. So you're talking about oxyhemoglobin. Mm -hmm. The second is melanin, which is pigmentation. And the third one is water. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as you can see, those are the three targets that lasers can affect. Those are the only three things that lasers can affect, which is reds and bla black or pigment. Mm -hmm. And then you have water. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as you can see from the bottom the x-axis, you see the wavelength of light. And you can see at certain wavelengths of light, there's more absorption of certain uh, chromophores than other chromophores, okay? 
So you see where in the, when you go into the four to five hundreds, you see the black line that's kind of going down in an angle. Melanin. That's a black color. That's the melanin. That's the, almost the black, the black brown color. Then you see the red, that's the oxyhemoglobin. So when you look, say, at an IPL, that's usually in the low 500s. So look above the low 500s, and it's going to hit browns and blacks harder than it hits reds, but it's going to hit all of them, right? As you get up higher into, say, 1,000, like your 1064 YAG laser, see how the melanin drops way down? and the hemoglobin drops down, so it doesn't hit color as hard. So some of these, mm -hmm. if somebody has darker skin, we can do laser hair removal with a 1064 laser and not burn them, as opposed to if we tried to do laser hair removal with a 500, we'd fry them because it would hit the skin. So it, yep. it, it tells you what it is, is when you look at the nanometers, when you look at the specific nanometers of a laser, it tells you what the laser sees. 500s are going to see browns and reds. Um, 855s are going to see less browns, so be a little bit lighter in the brown. 650s might see more blues. You might see more black blacks a little bit less in the 1064s, but mm -hmm. still going to see that. And then it goes into oblivion. And over, say, 1500, it starts to see just water. So it doesn't see color. So, so the CO2 lasers are beyond 15 to yeah. 2,000. They're way out there. They're 15 what? Where's CO2? 10,000. Uh, 10, so they're way out there. Um, they don't see color at all. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what color someone's skin is, it doesn't see color. It yep. only sees water in the skin and heats the water up. So when you know what a certain wavelength of laser sees, then you know what it's going to be doing to the tissue that you're trying to treat. Yep. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. And it, it, it hopefully should make sense to you guys. The, the, the last component of it is if you're looking at the y-axis, which is the absorption curve, there is a level, as you can see, of higher absorption at your lower wavelengths mm -hmm. of light. And as you get into the thousands, the 800s, the 700s, you're getting less absorption of the light. So the affinity when you shoot this laser into the, the tissue, the affinity of these targets, the chromophores, the oxyhemoglobin or the melanin has to do with how much of that light it's going to grab. And this is where understanding your lasers, that selective part of it, you can select the right wavelengths for the right targets. And this has to do with understanding, you know, as they were talking about Fitzpatrick scales, mm -hmm. you know, when you're doing laser hair removal, for example, as Lori is saying, when you have a dark Fitzpatrick five or six, you wanna probably be using a 1064 because that is the lowest amount of melanin absorption that we have at this point in time, creating lasers. And therefore that difference between a hair follicle that has melanin and the actual skin that has melanin, that is already tedious and on tenuous nature when you have a darker skin type. But you need to be able to focus that energy on the part that has the darker pigment, which is going to be the hair follicle, which is why there's a balance of how much energy you can put into it to make that difference that you damage the hair follicle without damaging the skin. You know, and this is why yeah. you have the potential of burning uh, a patient who is a fit five fit six a lot more if you're not careful than you can with somebody who is a fits two or fits three because you can see that that differentiation in the skin versus your target has a lot more and though so the affinity will pull it in towards where that target is
So okay. I hope that makes sense. Um, the diode, you look at the top of your little grid there, it says mm -hmm. diode, and that 810 diode is really the gold standard for laser hair removal. Yep. And I think because it will hit pigment and melanin um, a little bit, it'll hit the pigment, which it, we're looking for melanin in the hair. We're not looking for basically in the skin, but yes. it'll hit that a little bit harder than the 1064. Yep. So you can use less energy to affect a heat in the hair follicle, as opposed to the 1064, you've got to turn it up because yep. it doesn't see the color as easily. So, so you've got to turn it up. hurting and, a little bit more. It hurt, does hurt more and it yep. gets more heat into the tissue. So this is where it's, there's, it's, this is a huge balance scale. And yes. I tell you guys, when you get a new laser, <laughs> When you get a new energy device in your clinic, it is like having a new baby. It's like getting oh, a new dermal filler. Yes. You have to get to know it. So For learn sure. slowly, set your settings lower than what you think, do a little treatment, see if you see an effect, go slowly because it's easier to, to go up in your energy and go up in your settings than to go back after you burn somebody. Yeah. So be very, very conservative and be very careful. Most of the companies who have set out their guidelines, they are pretty conservative guidelines. So I would say kind of go by their guidelines and if that's not enough, then you can go with your clinical director and your protocols and see where you wanna go from there. Yeah. Make sure you look for your endpoints. I yes. mean, lasers have their endpoints and so you have to understand your endpoints. And at the end of the day, if you, if you give a patient a lighter treatment this is what i tell my staff you can always bring them back in for an extra treatment yeah it takes up a little bit of time but that first treatment may be your test treatment to make sure that you're not going to overly shoot you don't want to just oh i got this i got the settings and you jump right into a high setting and you have burned the crap out of the patient you well you just not only lost the patient you run the risk of a yeah. lawsuit and all and all these other things i mean i think more lawsuits probably come off of lasers than they do from your toxins and your fillers and all of yeah. those type of things you okay. know honestly um so lasers are great when you really understand how to use it and why you're using it so lasers we categorize as ablative versus non-ablative ablative are ones that are going to create channels that are literally vaporizing it so these are going to be like co2 lasers they're going to be a little bit more uh, you could say erbium, even though we call them non, truly non-ablative. Ablative ones really in the industry really were the CO2s that were not fractional. Yeah. Nowadays, we most of the lasers that are out there that we're using in the uh, aesthetic world are going to be considered really non-ablative. Ablative literally vaporizes. This is where your patients that were doing it in the 80s and they came out plasticky looking. They had Vaseline on their faces after facelifts for like three, four, five weeks because they literally took off. They literally shaved off that whole top layer of skin. We've evolved from there and now we have fractional lasers, which means we're damaging only a certain amount of the tissue tissue, which allows 60s, 40, 50% of the tissue to remain intact while you're damaging only a certain percentage, which allows for healing to be faster, less downtime, um, and less complications in that sense. You know, the patients who had these ablative procedures, you know, they walk around now, they're probably older in their yeah. 80s, and you could see they have this plasticky yeah. white waxy. look, waxy mm -hmm. white look that was not uh, what we were looking for. And I think the main reason they do is I think they took off their pigment. Oh, yeah. They took, they the took out layer. such a deep layer that they lost their color. So their faces are very white and their necks have a natural 
color to yes. their neck. So yes. you look at me like, your neck doesn't match your face because <laughs> um, it looks like a China doll and it doesn't yes. look like a natural color. Yes. So I think that's, and that's easy to do. I mean, if you do a laser too deep in some areas, you can take off pigment. Yes, and that's something where sure. you have to be very careful with. I mean, um, yeah, you just have to be very careful with the depth that you're doing things. And when we've gone to the fractionated, it's been a lot better. So um, a CO2 is still making vaporized channels in the tissue is vaporizing water yep. but we do it in a, a fraction of the of the tissue not the fully ablative tissue like we did years ago so yep. it can heal faster exactly now non-ablative non-ablative well non-ablative at the end of the day it spans a lot of different treatments um my favorite one uh my spectra my hollywood peel from lutronic it literally is the one that i consider saved my skin um you can go to my instagram and look you can go back and not that i want to promote how ugly i was Wait, before let me, let me, I'll show you some <laughs> no 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 we don't need that but ultimately lots of a lot of acne since i was 13 up until when did we get the laser since I think it was oh, like 30, oh, seven, eight. Not eight? Oh, eight, eight we got ish. the first one maybe? So it's probably not until I was 32-ish that we really started to clear, clear up my skin. And I could tell that the lasers are working because I used to, you know, break out constantly, mm -hmm. um, constantly, constantly. And I get the Asian glow when I drink. And so even though I would have, you know, okay, you know, your pimples all over the place, when you drink, your redness shows. And so what it would show is every other scar tissue that was down below that you didn't see on the surface. I was lucky I didn't have that many like acne pick scars or box scars, but you could see every damage underneath the tissue. And so with time and with lasers, you really are remodeling that collagen. Mm -hmm. It took probably 10, 12, 15 treatments before I was like, wow, this really did make a change on my skin, not breaking out as much, even though occasionally break out, um, definitely shrunk my sebaceous glands, helped my pore size, helped all of that deeper acne scar, I guess you could say, that scarring um, that really, really changed it, but it took time. And I was, you know, lucky for me, I work in this industry. So I spent time, I did it probably once every two to three, four weeks. And really after a year, two years of doing this, did my skin finally to me go, oh, wow, it actually looks good. It actually feel more confident. And this is where, you know, we don't pay it. We pay attention to it, but I think we get lost in the fact of these fillers and the toxins that we don't pay attention enough. And lately, I've been telling all my patients, you need to start doing skin stuff. Yeah. As much as you're doing great with your fillers and your toxins, I need you to start working up on your skin. And so, you know, I think this comes at a great time. I think it's a good transition for our field to really go back and help our patients really work on skin quality. So um, non-ablative, very dear to my heart because, yeah, it's changed my, my thing. But you can work on, you know, hair removal. You can work on just collagen stimulation, mm -hmm. which is the biggest collagen stimulation, doing things that will help tighten the skin, things that will help with reduction of wrinkles, uh, help with pigmentation, just overall texture quality, all of that stuff. Beautiful. But remember, when you're doing things that are a little less aggressive with less downtime, you need to do more treatments of it. The more aggressive you're doing, the more downtime you're going to get, 
the less treatments you may need to do. And that's kind of the whole thing. You work out really, really hard, constant, like every so often you're going to, I mean, if you work out very hard all the time, you're going to wear down your body. Mm -hmm. So you work out very hard every so often, you're going to achieve very nice results, or you can work out, you know, on a medium basis and do it consistently every day, you're going to come out to the same results. It's just, mm -hmm. you're working out more when you're doing more easygoing type of things. I think yeah. there's no right or wrong pathway. I think it's up to you guys as practitioners to tell your patients and discuss where their, uh, where their expectation is. Some patients want faster results, then you gotta say that we're gonna have to do some more aggressive type of things, not to get to ablative, but the really stronger non-ablative things versus the ones that are like, I don't want any downtime. Well, then we're gonna use these lasers to address your issues and it's gonna take multiple, multiple yes. treatments. You just have to have that right conversation with the patient. Absolutely, and sometimes um, the ones that have no downtime, you have to do so many more of them that it costs more than a huge ablative procedure. Yeah. So sometimes we'll do, you know, like 10, 15 spectras, which are gorgeous if somebody can't have any downtime, but it could cost more than if I do a regular CO2 on someone. Mm -hmm. So they just have to have that have yeah. week of downtime. And, it, and it's also, uh, you know, really deciding based off of even their skin quality Absolutely. and based off of uh, their color, ethnicity, melasma, and, uh, dyschromia. Well, totally. It's a whole package of everything that you really need to take into account when you are counseling your patients on doing these lasers. It really, Absolutely. really is important on that. And it's not that you can't do one and start doing the other. I mean, we have patients who are doing, okay, they're doing the lighter ones, lighter ones. Okay, I have now I have the time to do an aggressive one. Let's do an aggressive one. Perfect. We've been working on that. We've been priming the skin up to do certain things. This is one of the things I do talk about with my patients is the ones that are ready to do um, plastic surgery. Whatever it is, you have to remember plastic surgery for the most part, when they're in surgery, they're pulling and just sewing it together. They're not changing anything with the quality of the skin. If you really want natural results, you need to make sure that the skin quality matches that pull. You want the thicker skin instead of it being pulled. The more surgeries you do, the more pulls, the more it thins the skin out. I mean, it's common sense when you think about it, when you discuss it, but patients don't think of it in that way. Oh, I, I just have a little saggy. I'm just going to go and cut and pull it, cut and pull it, cut and pull it. Well, that doesn't change the actual look of the skin, which is what they're trying to address. It just doesn't really give you that healthy glow that you're really looking for, exactly. that we're looking for when you are our, have that dermal thickening. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. So we kind of talked about some laser uses. This is just kind of briefly we can use on hair. Here's the different wavelengths we can use it on hair. Um, these different wavelengths, BBL, IPL, the 400s, 500s, 532s, hits browns. That's the target. Target for this water is CO2, erbium, and thulium. And then mm -hmm. tattoos, we can use the 532, 585, 650, 1064, depending on the color of tattoo. Yep. So some of these colors hit reds, some colors hit yellow, some colors hit blue, Ooh. some colors hit blacks and browns, some color we can hit pinks and orange. I'm like, and on tattoos, keep in mind, you could have a black, this, a tattoo artist has mixed red in there and white and blue and green into the black <laughs> and you start taking the black out, then you start seeing all these other colors in it. Yep. So um, so it's it can be quite fun. Tattoo. <laughs> and tattoos, you never guarantee that you're gonna be able to take it out because you don't know what tattoo ink they use. Yeah. You don't know how deep they placed it. You don't know 
anything about it and everybody uses so many different types of inks out there is just so inconsistent so you just start you know saying hey i'm going to start the process you have to understand we're going to take you up to a certain level and you know we can keep pushing keep trying uh, but i will never guarantee that i'm going to 100 percent get rid of it the hope is that i can um, but you know you're really only breaking down so the laser's hitting that that ink and breaking it apart you're actually not even able to take it out you're hoping that you're breaking it apart into smaller and smaller and smaller bits that the macrophages in and all of them in this in the body can slowly start to remove that out yeah remember i talked a little bit earlier about uh pulse duration um so the lasers called they're called pico and q switch lasers mm -hmm. pico la pico switch and a q switch the pico and q switch lasers will lasers will hit the the color in the skin i.e green blue red black they're going to hit that at either trillions or billions of a second <laughs> that's fast yes. so if you can think about it that's not photothermal is nope. it that's photoacoustic so those lasers will hit that pigment and actually fracture it like you'd be hitting an ice cube with a hammer and just fracture the pigment. And then the body, like Dr. Kwok said, starts taking that away slowly. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a different way that it takes the color away. Yep. And that works with melasma too. We can use melasma. those those lasers on melasma exactly. and on pigmentation, dyschromia, to help break it up and let the body take it away. Yeah, for sure. All right. So... What's Just, a laser and what's not a laser? <laughs> these, are, these are things, you know, your, yeah. your patients, the even practitioners out there wrap everything into, this is a laser. Um, a laser is one specific wavelength of light that comes out of your machine. One specific mm -hmm. wavelength. Because it's coming through a medium, which is, you know, whether it's a, we call it an NDAG, which is nitridium, uh, what is it? <laughs> ND. Trulium. Yeah. Uh, Yerdinium. yes. Yerdinium. Something along yeah. that line. Ruby is a ruby because it's ruby. Um, diode is a diode. And so that medium has electrons and they're putting energy into that that excites these electrons. And then it becomes amplified within the laser system and it comes out of your handpiece in a one focused wavelength of light, mm -hmm. of one wavelength of light. So laser hair removal, CO2s, erbiums, uh, nanosecond lasers, picosecond lasers, these are what we consider true lasers um, in our industry. Um, energy-based devices is a more encompassing, and we probably should call them more all energy-based devices because mm -hmm. it's all based off of energy. But the laser really is truly a one specific wavelength of light that comes out. Um, now, what's not a laser? <laughs> Look, yeah, Lots you guys can them. read a lot, a lot of microneedling, micro the radio frequency um, product, the ultrasound, the IPL broadband light. Um, so we call them lasers, IPLs, BBLs, but it's really a broadband light that is a light we can see that's not in the infrared. Flash lamp, they call it. It's like a it. flash lamp, yep. So we can see that flash. So it's it's truly just um, quite a few different um, types of uh, wavelengths in actually one light so it's it's kind of what they call a broadband light mm -hmm. so it's encapsulating a lot of different wavelengths so it's going to hit a lot of different things with one light that's why people yep. like those for a lot of the the age spots yep. it helps take a lot of those off and we'll discuss and plasma this, we'll discuss this yeah. side of the chart Later. at our next ai live, next AI live. <laughs> we're, we're, we're discussing not a we're laser discuss, yeah we're going to discuss <laughs> lasers today not not, not lasers, lasers. <laughs> um 
it's kind of interesting, you know, with regards to just how lasers react um, or how your skin reacts to getting a inflammate or damage to it. So there's the first couple of hours, there's the inflammatory response. So, you know, kind of think of it like a CO2 laser. If you guys have CO2 lasers, we're damaging the tissue. You create inflammation, all these cytokines, all these interleukins, all of this healing things are getting thrown at it, which creates inflammation into the tissue. The body has to reel in this inflammation. And as that's going in there, it's going to be pro-inflammatory as well as de-inflammatory so there's a balance of your body fighting into this area because it doesn't know exactly what's going on with that happening there's granulation or new tissue starting to get forced to start stimulate and grow and so that's where you get it for the next seven to ten days and why most people with co2 lasers fractional ones will start to peel off within that first three yeah. four or five days as you can see and so that's kind of where you get this whole collagen remodeling aspect of it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Heat shock proteins. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if we need to jump into that. Oh, I think we'll, any last things that we want to talk about with lasers? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I think we kind of wanted to go over just the basics for you. I mean, just really, so you have an idea of fluence of pulse duration of nanometers like what targets what and you can look up um on the internet anywhere um like a laser like these the scales the graphs that will kind of have a light energy graph and you can kind of see an absorption curve of where they and i i keep it in my pocket I have mm -hmm. in the pocket of my jacket always so I can like open it up and just verify like I've got a I got a 560 I've got a 655 what the, what color is that hitting and how deep is it going and keep in mind the lower the nanometer the more superficial it's generally going to be hitting the higher the the nanometer and the thousand more than that it's going to be going a little bit deeper in the tissue so mm -hmm. there's so many different little variables involved in there lasers that um, you can't just walk in there and have a laser salesperson say here's the setting to put it at and you go okay fine and you have to know what it's hitting. Is this a dark skin person? Is this a light skin person? You have to know what it, the target is. And then you're going to be able to use your critical thinking to put that together and not hurt somebody. Hmm. Yeah. So what are your favorite lasers or what do you have? CO2. I love CO2. <laughs> I love the CO2 and my spectra. I love, love, love my spectra. The spectra is like no downtime. Amazing. It's like a double it's like a double microdermabrasion to me. I tell people, oh, yeah. people it's kind of like a double microdermabrasion. You're taking off the I, top skin. And... I would rather my patients do that than honestly do a facial. It's I awesome. Mean, I, I call it like a laser facial. Mm -hmm. There's no downtime with it. Um, this is a nanosecond acute switch. So this is using that photoacoustic aspect of it because it is such uh, it's put in in such a fast rate. Five billionths of a second. Yeah, it hits that skin. you're literally creating more what we call photoacoustic. So it's light that becomes sound waves that actually create the damage in the tissue. And so the whole goal with regards to lasers is you're creating collagen remodeling. And that's kind of where we were when that last slide was is collagen remodeling. And so remember what happens with the skin with aging. The skin starts, the fibroblast and all of the MMPs in there start to break down. And so you start to get a breakdown in the collagen nature and the structure of the skin. And when that starts to happen, now your natural hyaluronic acid has nowhere to hang out. It used to be when you were younger, 
um, and not as sun damage. You had great structure, nice structure um, to hold your hyaluronic acid within all of this, uh, this fibrous network of collagen. And as that breaks down, unfortunately, now the hyaluronic acid is not there. And so that's why people complain when they get older. Why does my skin doesn't look so dewy? Why so doesn't it have you know, that glow? Well, all of that stuff. And this is where lasers really do make a huge difference for your patients for that glow that you're loose to um and so this is what it's you know this is what it's all about at the end of the day is really really about changing that skin quality so that the patient's skin just has that youthfulness when we talk about naturally aging this is how you help your patients look natural you get them to a certain amount of toxin a certain amount of fill and then you create a beautiful beautiful skin that is fighting that aging process i will definitely say for me my skin has way 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 changed since i was younger and i probably think i have better skin now on my face than i did when i was 28 yeah. and so i you know ultimately the more i can maintain this the more my skin quality is going to stay the same going forward yes i don't need to see big changes which is unfortunately part of the american uh, mantras i need to see change i need to see change i'm paying for something i need to see change but honestly it, I like I do thing. like the sun and I'm not great with my sunscreen but I know that I'm actually repairing my skin because oh, I'm doing my oh, lasers <laughs> every two to three weeks because I can keep keep that up you know but that's the whole that is the goal hey I'm gonna fight it as best as I can with whatever way I use my M-Sculpt instead of working out sometimes there are hacks in life that you just need to know about <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's where lasers can help and this is why lasers are important for your your patients it really is important <laughs> okay this was, right. this is good hopefully hopefully you've got some good information we, we just want to bring you a little bit but we have um whole webinars on this and if you look on our on our website you'll be able to find some webinars that we have laser 101 we go in it's a whole hour of just going into laser physics we have yep. that available um, our AI lives, along with this one, are going to be now on podcast. So you can <gasps> listen to these when you're driving around. It's going to be on <laughs> Apple Podcast. And let us know. Email us at learn at theaestheticimmersion.com. So that's learn at theaestheticimmersion.com. Let us know if you want to hear some podcasts or some specific um, subjects, subjects that you would like yeah. us to have on AI Live. And besides all of this going on to YouTube, and you can find us under the Aesthetic Immersion on YouTube, mm -hmm. they're going to go on to Apple Podcasts. So you'll be able to hear all of this while you're driving around. Yep. I want to hear you when I drive everywhere. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> they're sick of hearing my laugh for sure. <laughs> but oh, anyways, um, we will have our next AI Live. It's going to be February 1st. First, I don't know. It's the February first. first. February first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> February first. It'll be at five p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're gonna start talking about the other energy-based devices, the microneedlings, microneedling RFs. I think that is where I'm actually starting to trend a little bit more towards. Um, so we'll talk about our likes and wants. And yeah. so if you have things that you want us to talk about in that session, email ask us, us, ask us, um, get involved with this. Because um, invite this your is, friends, you guys. Invite this, your friends. It's free and you're learning. So this, we want this to yeah. be kind of an interactive type of fun thing for, for everybody. Um, but that's going to be uh, February 1st. 
um, that we're going to be talking about the next set of energy-based devices. Absolutely. All right. So keep learning. This is a free way. Like I said, bring your friends, tell them to see <laughs> AI Live, and you can always see us on uh, YouTube. And we will see you on February 1st. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks Happy for New joining. Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Well, that was our podcast for today. Well, be sure to check out our other episodes. And as always, thank you for tuning in to the Aesthetic Immersion Podcast. Catch you next time.